that you go to school. And who's your daddy? What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan-worshipping Freemason moron. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do it slow. But I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoistead for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and today we are looking at NEOM, the project Neom. by the Saudi Arabian government that will create a fucking giant smart city in the middle of nowhere. And why? Apparently, they are divesting from fossil fuels. But it's obviously yes. not that simple. There is a lot more to it than that. Yeah, most of the things promised in the brochure don't exist, and it's questionable as to whether they should. Artists' impressions only. Mm-hmm. Robots will clean your house, but also fight for your amusement. Ooh. There will also be plans to implement genetic modification services to make people stronger. Wow. Yeah. Oh, God, how would that work? Fuck knows. We'll figure that out later. Yeah, it's from run by the Saudis, so it should be top shelf and all perfectly ethical. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but in the Cookiverse, it's a disaster waiting to happen because they slapped the term smart city on the side. The Saudis, that is. It's making cookers go mental. But for the right reasons? Well, not really. Not no, cookers. not at all. See, it is a shame here, Jack, because I almost came to agreement with cookers on this one. This was so close to a chord, and I'm waiting for the Venn diagram between myself and them to become a circle. But once again, <laughs> bop but. One thing I will agree with is this is a bad idea involving bad people because it's a mega city in the middle of nowhere, which will be built by migrant slaves to implement a surveillance state, the likes of which the world has never seen before. And if this is, of course, under the rule of a brutal dictatorship that has been known to casually murder people they disagree with. So that's bad. But according to Cookers, the real problem is they're aligned with the World Economic Forum. Yeah, not the Saudi death robots. No. Not the genetic modification to build superhuman Saudis. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Not the tribesmen killed to clear the land. Nah, I don't worry about it. Not the migrant workers killed building the fucking place. Nah, no. See, the real issue here is being mates with Clash Fob and the plan for the place to be run on renewable energy. That's bad. That Ooh. makes them really upset. Fucking, oh, man. If and if they run out of renewable energy, energy, they can always use all that oil they got, Joe. Yes, they do have options, but oh, solar panels just fuck me right off. Yeah, who cares about murdering dissidents and indigenous tribesmen? What really keeps me up at night is whether the German guy will make us eat bugs. Uh. But let's keep some of the good stuff for later because there's plenty to unpack in this one. It's a genuine mix of megalomania, money and motherfuckery that's going to leave a lot of people and birds wishing it never got past the committee stage. And that's why we present to you now, Neom, in our deeper dive. I I still haven't worked it out yet. And if you haven't worked it out, keep asking the question. And keep looking for the answers. Because it's irrelevant. Perched high on the Red Sea in the northwest of Saudi Arabia stands the foundations of the ominous-sounding smart city of Neom. Neom is being built in the once fairly empty Tabruk province in northwestern Saudi Arabia. I say fairly empty because it wasn't quite empty. No. It's home to the Hawiyat tribe. Uh, we'll get to that and those poor buggers later. So the name itself is a mix of Neo, Greek for new, and M, which is the first letter of Mustakbal, Arabic for future. So it's, you know, new, future. It's a bit weird, but whatever. It's also noted that M is the first letter of the crown prince's name, Muhammad, why mm-hmm. they pointed that out on the website, kind of shows what kind of dude we're dealing with here. Yeah. So that was a big part of the reason why it was agreed to unanimously by the board. And I'm thinking there's like a Saudi death robot just in the back of that boardroom just staring at them all. You, you want to you prove that? Probably prove that. What do you reckon? Or, or just a really big guy with a scimitar. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, look. We yes, haven't got they- the death robots yet. We're just going to have to get this big guy with a scimitar just to stand in the background looking menacing. They have a labor shortage of executioners, but Muhammad bin Salman can always get one. Mm. They can always get one. So 
will consist of several different parts. There's a lot of projects involved. There's a floating industrial complex with Ooh, this sort floats. of advanced manufacturing thing. Yeah, it's pretty fancy. Well, according to Artist Impressions, as you know. Artist Impressions, yeah. Yeah. There's a global trading hub, whatever the fuck Ooh. that even means. Mm. There's a film production area, which is much easier to understand. Ooh. And they're offering filmmakers from you know, outside and within Saudi Kingdom subsidies up to 40% of production costs to film there. But, of course, the most controversial aspect of NEOM is the line. And the line is that planned smart city that was in the shape of a giant line. And just, like, why? Why? It's such a fucking bad design. I have no idea why they plan to do this. But this is why they call it the line. It's a really creative name. It speaks, really, it speaks truth to the the form of the thing. It's, It's a big fucking long, thin line. Well, Joel, if you're going to trudge around on the bodies of dead, indentured workers, then a line makes it easy. It's very convenient. Ah, that's you just why. keep walking along that line yeah. and crunch on the bones. Ah, good yeah, Neon will use smart city technologies oh, oh, and become a <laughs> mega city for residents and a tourist resort for visitors. The project will cost half a trillion dollars. If they're lucky. A thousand billion. That's $500 billion. Yeah, if it doesn't blow out. Much of it coming from the Saudi Sovereign Treasure Chest Public Investment Fund. Although NEOM is seeking investors and will be launching on the Saudi stock market in an IPO in 2024. The shadow of Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, MBS, looms large over the smart city project. When he's not involved in a bit of casual murder and evisceration, MBS has spoken expansively about a resort paradise of flying cars at last. Mock lunar surfaces. Not so not so exciting. So, so, and plenty yeah. of parking. Well, because nobody owns a car and, and those that are owned are in the sky. <laughs> As with Qatar's built for, bid for the World Cup, the exploitation of migrant labour is already a red-hot issue. A report in the Wall Street Journal revealed a taped conversation where Neom's CEO, Nad- Nadimi Al- Al Nassar was overheard saying, I drive everybody like a slave. When they drop down dead, I celebrate. He really does. That's yeah. how I do my projects. He says it's like a top piece of work, doesn't he? He doesn't just, need a, no Saudi death bots for him. No. He just, just he doesn't need coercion. Just make them work 16-hour days in 50-degree heat, problem solved. So Al Nasser is a longtime Saudi public servant. He joined Saudi Aramco, which is like the national oil company in 1978, was appointed NEOM CEO in 2018. So he's had a long, long appointment in the Saudi public service, and he was actually sort of handpicked by MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, Crown Prince. A large part of the NEOM plan is to recruit the best and the brightest from the Western world, basically you know, a bit of a brain drain attempt, and they're throwing money at it. Expats are being given contracts of over $500,000 per year, US dollars tax-free, to work on NEOM projects. And we're talking like, you know, middling managers are getting a lot of money just to turn up. The Wall Street Journal has reported they're unfortunately leaving in droves, mostly because this Al Nasser guy is a bit of a dick. Yeah, there was a bit of a, 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 a bit of an uproar during COVID because executives were, weren't able to travel mm. uh, and he just sacked them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least he didn't shoot them. Just well, he just ended their, he terminated their contracts. Well, I mean, when you put it that way, it does sound pretty bad. Mm. So, in the summer of 2020, just to give you an idea of how this guy operates, two video game companies cancelled sponsorship deals with Neom due to human rights abuses and a bit of a backlash publicly. Fair enough. Al Nasser called a emergency meeting on a weekend and asked his communications team why they hadn't warned him that this might happen. Oh, go in the back with the scimitar there at this meeting, I'm sure, Joel. He wasn't working weekends, so <laughs> this guy took it upon himself because Double this time. is what he said. He said, if you don't tell me who is responsible, I'm going to take a gun from under my desk and shoot you. Mm. A woman started crying because she thought she was about to be shot. Most of the people at that meeting, highly paid recruits from the West, have left the project, unsurprisingly. Yeah, it's not yeah, It's not a shock. No, no. In another meeting, Mr. Nasser told one executive to walk into the desert to die so he could urinate on his grave. He is a charmer, isn't he? Isn't he? 
I don't, yeah, imagine his Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking psychopath. So it's said that Al Nasser takes just takes cues from his boss, you know, Mohammed bin Salman, who he's been working for for, you know, what, like 40-odd years. He's also known for unrealistic demands, erratic decision-making, and violent outbursts, which have created this sort of culture of fear in these executives that are delivering these sort of complex giga projects. Mm, and that's how you get no no, no uh, construction delays and on-budget job. <laughs> yeah, how could... Well, what could possibly go wrong? It's not. It's not even the end of it. Some, something for our construction industry in Australia to learn from. <laughs> An, an education consultant and former lecturer at the University of Cape Town left in May of last year after a year at the project, saying, "You are made to feel like you're absolutely worthless, notwithstanding the large amount, uh, large amount of money they are paying half a mil a year." Um, but yeah, not fun. No, no, not fun at all. So. It goes without saying that unwanted sexual advances have been described as frequent in the neom camp where workers live, with reports of people being fired for refusing sexual relationship with senior staff members. Oh, wow. Awesome. So the Saudi organization Neom responded to this by installing an extensive surveillance system of cameras around the employees' camp. There you go. So, you know, put the panopticon in, no, no one will do anything wrong because <laughs> the sad part about this is the cameras don't really matter when HR does nothing to chase up allegations. Yeah. I mean, if anything, they're just making sex tapes. So yeah. I'm, I'm, that's cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell on you to MBS. Yeah, yeah see, exactly. See how far that goes. Guess whose hands get cut off? Starts yeah, well, with a that big guy with a scimitar waiting for the bots to come in. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Oh, man. Automation is going to take his job, and that's a real shame. Anyway. It is. It is. So we have a series of huge projects being run by an abusive perpetual public servant at the whims of an abusive crown prince from which key stakeholders are fleeing despite huge offers of payment and benefits. I, I mean, can't see a problem, Joe. What could possibly go wrong? Well, heaps, because this entire thing is a fucking train wreck. For starters, this line project, it's going to be 170 kilometres long. What? That's, that's really long. That's, that's really long. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's like, it's far. 200 metres wide, which isn't long. That's not, yeah, that's not wide. That's not long. And that's 500 metres tall, which is kind of high. Yeah, yeah, that's blow over in the wind. It's going to be a giant mirror for reasons that I don't really understand. See, the marketing materials claim that it will ensure the city blends into the desert surroundings. But mm-hmm. why is that even a good thing? <laughs> like, this is not a feature it's a bug, and it's going to be really expensive to implement. <laughs> I'm seeing mirrors and sand and sun, and I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of glass Some- being made. Yeah, something's going to burn. Something is going to fucking burn. It's just it's such a bad idea. Let's just see what happens. I, I imagine everyone who said it was a bad idea were either fired or shot, but we'll go to, <laughs> we'll get to that. So. It's planned to house 9 million residents in 2045. It has an aim to have all basic services within five minutes walking distance. I mean, if we thought 15-minute neighborhoods fucked Cooker's brains up, five-minute neighborhoods? <laughs> oh, man, that's three times worse. Shit. Well, travel, one, travel from one side to the other should take no more than 20 minutes on a fast train service. 170 kilometers. Wow. Mm-hmm. The technology mm. for this doesn't actually exist. No. Yeah. See, I was right. But they stand by this promise. People not own cars. No, no. But driverless cars will be available as a service. Oh. The Saudi government has 175 million, in, has put 175 million into a company called Volocopter, which is the, which is the group that's meant to finally bring us those flying cars we've been promised since the 70s. Where's my flying car future? Dude, I've only been upset about this since the 90s and I'm still pissed. I mean, hopefully Volocopter come through the goods. Let's face it, they're probably going to be a fucking Enron. Let's watch that collapse. So the the ecological, as if they're coming, anyway. So the ecological impacts of Neom, they are concerning. The project itself is a giant line across the country, which is mirrored on either side of it. So this is going to be a bit of an issue for birds. There's a lot of concern in the community about this. Because they're going to fly directly into it and die. The glare, Joel. Just imagine the glare. Truly, truly. Like, it's just going to fuck everything up. And I'm personally wondering who gets the job of cleaning up the dead birds at the base of the line. It's not going to be Saudi nationals. 
No, absolutely not. This is one of those things where you look at like Ida Alkins' essay about sort of owning nothing and living in this fancy new city where no one works and everyone's just giving each other hand jobs and writing screenplays. And it's like, yeah, but there's also a dead bird guy. <laughs> it's the dead bird guy. Neon needs a dead bird Good guy. Lord, look at the size of that vulture that's just smashed into the glass. Call the dead bird guy. Oh, he's going to need to bring a shovel for this one. And it's, of course, exactly like you said. It's not going to be a static national. It's going to be some Pakistani market worker getting Ten bucks a day if he's lucky. It's yep. it's such a fucking crime. As a side note on dead birds, because I had started researching this when uh, when I saw that, and of course there's dead animals in general because this thing is a fucking ecological nightmare. While birds are already dying in huge numbers from what they call bird collision, which is an incredible number of, between 365 million and one billion birds dying from these kind of collisions in the US each year. Just in the US. Just in the fucking US. Wow. So, like, the line in Saudi Arabia, this is going to be built in the middle of a fucking a worldwide migration mi- path. Major migratory path from Europe to Africa. Yeah. yeah, fucking crazy. All those birds are just going to smash into a mirror. So, it's also... We might, need, mi- we might need two bird, dead bird guys, Joel. <clears throat> yes, we, we might need a fucking dead bird crew and a manager, a dead bird manager. <laughs> It's Mr. Manager. It's not funny. This is actually fucking disastrous, isn't it? It is a bit. It is a bit. I'm trying to find the lighter side of it, but it's actually really concerning. It's also a migration path of land animals who, like, when you turn up, at least, like, the animal, like, the birds just fly into it and die. They're going to face a potential 100-kilometer detour once they realize that they're just walking into a fucking giant mirror. Yes, it looks like the desert. That's because it's a mirror. And adding to this... They claim that they are rewilding animals in the area. They're so proud of this. They're grabbing these wild animals from other places, chucking them into shipping crates, and Poking just them with sticks. Probably, probably so fucking they can get rewild them. Yeah, and then shipping them to this neom area in Tobruk oh, to let them roam around and make themselves at home in this like nature reserve. They're calling it. Man, like I hope you fucking like mirrored walls that look like the path forward, and they're not. That span one hundred and seventy kilometers across your new habitat. Welcome yeah. home, my friend. Yeah. Your new home sucks. So it's yeah. basically just a giant, dumb mirrored wall. It's going to be plonked in the middle of an ecosystem that isn't ready for it with a bunch of random animals shipped in from other places so they could enjoy the misery as if they're going to be stoked being shipped into this lifeless <laughs> desert covered in fucking confusing mirrors. It's, yeah, it's not going to be fun. Oh, man. It's just... Ugh. Anyway, so on top of this, the materials required to build this line are going to have a genuine impact on worldwide supply with immense amounts of sand and metal needed to make the concrete, glass and beams involved in making this giant mirrored fucking line in the middle of nowhere in the desert. Don't they have enough sand, Joel, in no, that it's, desert? it's useless sand. That's the oh, shit. Oh, that's type. no good. It's no oh, good. It's crap no sand. Good. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. They've got lots of oil. That's use- yeah, that's good oil, but they're not going to burn it because now they're hippies. So this is in a time where building supplies are already stupidly expensive due to increased demand and this sort of struggling supply. Mm. Much of but- it, much of it related to China, by the way. Yes. Oh, totally. Well, people like shelter and they keep having babies. So like yeah, this that is too, a- yeah. it's a real issue, and I understand it, but it's got true in- inflationary consequences. Yeah, for sure. Look, it's meant to be sustainable inside. That's that lovely word, sustainable. Yeah, is it's it It's meant though? to be sustainable inside, it- but the process of making this a front to God and all mm. his fine work mm. is going to be seriously resource intensive. Well, for some reason, I don't think the Saudis are too bothered by sourcing uh, these said resources ethically. You know, wow, we've got some of it out the back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would imagine a few islands are about to magically disappear after a good old-fashioned dredging. Yes, because they've got the good sand, the, the nice, white, sparkly ones. So the NEOM project itself, as we said, it is going to be built on sand, but it's useless sand. This ah. is this sort of thing of being in the middle of nowhere in this sort of so-called untouched desert. But as we sort of alluded to before, it's not entirely untouched. It's actually the native lands of a Bedouin tribe called the Hauitat. Well, it was until... This yes, it was, it was. You've got to... I mean, it's just useless sand. They have useless sand. They... They have not the most – the Saudi Arabia, vast country, is mainly deserts. And you just have to say these are these are people who literally fell ass backwards into a, into a, a pile of sludge, which turned out to be oil. Yeah. I mean, yeah, without them, without them, without that oil, without that miraculous find – this should be one of the poorest nations on earth. Totally. We sell them camels. It's a very strange place. 
Mm. Also, I mean, look, I guess you're going to get to visas at some point, Joel. Will it be visaless entry into NEOM? I'd be very because surprised. it's very hard. You, at, at this stage, you cannot get a tourist visa for Saudi Arabia. I was reading um, expat forums about living in the workers' village and it was fascinating them talking about the process of getting the visas because it seems completely disjointed from the NEOM project itself, which is very surprising consider it's all under the government thing. But, yeah, they were definitely speaking about the difficulties of the bureaucracy and the amount of delays they had in getting visas. It's a real thing. But I would imagine they're going to start making some kind of exemption for certain for Westerners. For NEOM, yeah, for those who want to go on the line. But back yeah. to the, uh, the the Bedouin, how he attacked tribe. I hope I've yes. pronounced that properly, Joe. Yes, controversy has struck the NEOM project. This is a bit of a worldwide story that no one seems to give a shit about, really. When in April of 2020, how a man named Abdul Rahim Al-Wati'ti, Wai'iti? Uh, sorry, I'm... Wati. Very white. Mm. Posted videos online to bring attention to the Saudi security forces' attempt to evict him and other members of his tribe from their historic homelands to make way for this Neom Giga project. Yeah, let me talk about historic homelands. We are talking literally about millennia. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous how far back this goes. These guys really are very indigenous to this area and they live very simple lives. And this bunch of cunts have just been like, well, get out of the way or we'll shoot you. Yeah. And that's a thing. So he said in the videos progress. that he believed there was going to be like a an issue with Saudi security forces planting weapons in his house to incriminate him, but they just turned up and shot him. Wow. So you don't need to plant weapons. This is Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Planting yeah. weapons is for places where you need to have due process. Oh, you, that's right. Oh, you thought we had we had a balanced uh, judicial system. Nah. <laughs> you nah, fool. No. So this is the claim that he opened fire on them and they returned fire. He shot mm-hmm. first, right? That yeah. is bullshit. He was known not to only firearms, and to be honest, I don't even know where he would have got them from. So I know who to believe here. I mean, I think they're full of shit. But, you know, look, maybe I'm biased because I think the Saudis are corrupt as fuck. Eight of his cousins, eight and counting, have been arrested for protesting the eviction order and two of them have been sentenced to 50 years in jail. Yeah. Five zero. Yeah. It's alleged that others have also just been killed, arrested, harassed, you know, the usual stuff. And this is the thing, you know, Mohammed bin Salman, he might have let women drive at some point. Who gives a fuck? Because he's well, not known for his human rights. Yeah. yeah, a bit with an asterisk. He's <laughs> like, but like, even for this guy who's a fucking piece of shit, this is pretty bad. This yeah. is bad. And, and three people have been recorded as having been executed for failure to leave the Neom construction area. Amazing. You're just like, all right, cool. Leave or die. Oh, sorry, you speak another language. Never mind, yeah. I'm going to shoot you. Oh, but yeah. what about trial by jury? Um, you'll have to talk to the large man with the scimitar. No, I'm just going to write jury on this bullet, and uh, that'll that'll solve this, that issue. So despite these minor setbacks, it is said the NEON project has finally commenced construction. Amen. Yes, it has. Hallelujah. Yes. And is set to be fully completed and inhabited, fully inhabited by 2045. Mm-hmm. But... Even with that lofty goal, they've set themselves deadlines throughout. Such unrealistic deadlines. They're fucking mental. With many of these projects, these giga projects, aiming for completion by 2030, that's not far off. No, it's not. So, of course, we said it was projected to cost $500 billion from a Saudi sovereign wealth fund. I think that's bullshit. I think it's going to blow out by fucking heaps. But, of course, due to the fact that Neom's going to float in the stock market, that's going to be the investor's problem. Well, Aww. yeah, and it, it's why probably why the CEO, El Nassar, is, um, is, is you know, a, a little bit antsy. Yes, uh, he's called the race against time. time. It's like, mate, it's the race against time because you've set arbitrary deadlines well, and no one cares that about. would be a budgetary meeting with MBS? Um, it just seems we're blown out by... Couple of billion, Mister um, Mister Mister or Prince, your your honour, your yes. worship, and uh, yes, he had the large man. But probably be a bot by then. Be a yes, Saudi, it'll be a bot Saudi by then. Execution bot by then. But it's easy. You just say, okay, Google, I need you to take off one finger for each billion dollars that you've lost, and then just see how many fingers come off, and then you know how many billions yeah. of dollars you've lost. There you go. Good. <laughs> Problem right. solved. Yeah, budget 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 meeting over. I wish this was less real because there's a, it's really bad. Anyway, so Neom struggled to get investors as its announcement was overshadowed within the year by the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi with Khashoggi. MBS. <clears throat> Khashoggi, yep. With MBS. I'm pronouncing badly. This is the word. I should have done more prep for this. 
with MBS being overheard saying in a meeting that no one will invest in the project for years, which was probably right. And he said that in December 2018, which was years ago. This was two months after Khashoggi was murdered and cut into pieces with a bone saw, although allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Well, it's not alleged. It's not alleged at all. I mean, the the world turned its back. The US turned its back on on the murder of Khashoggi, who was was an op-ed writer for the Washington Post. So the Washington Post really furious about this. He was suffocated. He'd be upset. And then he was cut into pieces with a bone saw, and his body has never been found. In a book just being released today, Mike Pompeo, the former former US Secretary of State, the book is called Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love, which Uh is his way of announcing, well, uh, it's his way of entering into the um, uh, the Republican field for um, ah. uh, for the uh, for their nomination for president in twenty twenty four. And the former Secretary of State, and we'll talk about this in the OFLA, has said Assange can basically rot in jail because he raped America. Whoa! Meanwhile, a journalist by the name of Jamal Khashoggi, as we said, was was suffocated and dismembered inside the Saudi consulate in, in, in Istanbul on October 2, 2018. The 15 killers included seven members of the elite personal protective detail of Saudi Crown Prince MBS, known no as MBS, I should say, who, according to the US intelligence community, approved an operation to capture or kill Khashoggi, so MBS according to US intelligence, uh, make him complicit. Pompeo goes on to smear in the book, uh, goes on to smear the murdered Khashoggi as an, and I quote, activist and not a journalist, claiming he, and I quote again, had supported the losing team in a recent fight for the throne. And Ooh. you go, mate, that's that's not enough to get you murdered, mate. And uh, it, while he says of MBS, and I quote from Pompeo's book, leading the great MBS is leading the greatest cultural reform in the kingdom's history and is a truly historic figure on the world stage. Yeah. So it really, okay. uh, there's not a lot of ethics going on there. When they decided, you know, this is uh, Trump's time in, in power in 2018, of course, when they decided that they weren't going to hit, hit up, basically bring out any sort of uh, sanctions or any sort of response to the, to the Saudis, Pompeo was on his way to Saudi Arabia and Trump told him then, you tell them, they owe us one. Yeah. So yeah. they, went, they look- went quiet on it. And we'll get to the geopolitics on this a little bit later. Why the world, and the US in particular, is just cut Saudi Arabia so much slack? Oh, totally. I mean, it's, it's basically, it's Israel and Saudi Arabia, the, the two things you've got to play ball with if you're going to be US president. And it's a bit of a given. And, you know, even like Obama, you know, love dearly, that's great, blah, 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 still played ball, even though there was a bit of to and from, blah, blah, blah. You'll still sell them weapons, well, you'll still b- cut well, deals. Biden, Biden, of course, you know, basically had the Saudis sort of actively campaigning against him in the midterms. Well, perhaps subtly uh, campaigning against him uh, by way of restricting oil production, yeah, which exactly, continued yeah. to keep gas prices high in the United States. Yeah. And uh, and Biden was not too pleased about that, but there was nothing publicly said. No, no, God, no. And it's one of those things where at the end of the day, you'll, you'll fall into line. Israel and Saudi Arabia, you don't fuck with them. Well, you don't throw Iran president. into that mix. I and mean, we'll talk a little bit about the geopolitics here, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A, a little bit later as we go, Joel. Well, as far as Neom goes, the years have passed and the project is going to float in the stock market and that's happening in 2024. I'm telling you right now, this isn't financial advice. That's the disclaimer that you've got to give. Do not buy. Don't buy. Do not buy into this project. They have batshit insane plans and they're not going to happen. We're about to go into them. So, of course, the crown jewel of the Neom project is the line. We've talked about it before. And we're going to talk about it now because the actual plan for the line is a mix of, of course, existing technologies, but not so much existing technologies. And that's where the problem is, because this is more like existing technology and science fiction bullshit that MBS saw in a movie. Artist impression only. Oh, like it's just fucking stupid. The plan for Neon was actually laid out in this like confidential 2300 page document, which was made by consultants from Boston Consulting Co., McKinsey and Co., and oh, Oliver Wyman, work. which is another, <laughs> yes, yes, they've been recently on the news. And the Wall Street Journal got their hands on it and uh, exposed the absolutely fucking cooked plans of this project. 
this isn't just, oh, it's a big shiny line. It's mental. And they're showing us exactly why, and this is a bit of a side note, but they're showing us exactly why the mainstream media and professional journalists are incredibly important members of society. Because, like, can you imagine fucking Ruction Fernando reading 2,300 pages of consultancy data and coming I'll stop out you there. I'll stop saying? you there, Joel. Oh, just the 2,300 pages. I think there's a big no there. Um, no, no. So, 23 you know, pages. Regardless of what he no. does afterwards, he's just, he's going he to, you know, he's going to sit down diligently. He's going to read the Ford. That runs about 30 pages. He's going to get a bit bored and then he's going to start slipping. No, he's going to make, he's going to read the table of contents and he's just going to write them as tweets. I mean, that's about <laughs> as much as he's going to get. So. Yeah, yes, Wiki Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal has done fantastic work on this. I really, I'm really impressed by it because condensing yeah, it's, them it's into something that's worth fine reading, paper, folks, is, is pretty good. So this is a quick list of the things they intend to implement into this into the line, but these aren't propositions. These are actual plans. They're not like, oh, this would be cool. It's like this is what we're going to do. Number one, automated flying taxis. It's now, about time. We talked about this before, exactly. And uh, okay. Robot maids. Ooh. Interesting, maybe. Don't make Genetic- a pass. Don't don't make a pass to the your to your robot maid. Yes, Things exactly. get very messy and you don't could end up that trap. You could end up yes, don't do that. No, no, God no. You could Yeah, the uh, genetic modification, Joel. Yeah, to we make talked about stronger. before. Yeah. What the fuck is that all about? I mean, just take steroids like a normal person. Don't you read about it. Just, <laughs> That's probably what they mean. We just already take have fucking solutions. steroids already. Exactly. It's fine. There's artificial rain, which, of course, is coming in the form of cloud seeding, which mm. does exist and will trigger the fuck out of cookers oh, for yeah. no real reason. They have Look no at those context. clouds. Look at those clouds. Look, actually, cloud seeding is a very, very hit and miss sort of mm. exercise too. So. It's shit out. Yeah, it's not reliable. <laughs> but, yes, it will really stitch up those chemtrail cookers out there. Oh, they just love hearing the words. There is apparently meant to be a Jurassic Park-style robot dinosaur island. Well, nothing nothing went wrong there in the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true, true, true. That being said, those were real dinosaurs. These are robot dinosaurs. But if they're sentient, like Skynet is, yeah. well... That'll yeah. be problematic. You know they're all going to turn and kill us all. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, and rightly so. There's going to be sand on their beaches, these artificial beaches they make, that glows in the dark. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting some sort of radiation will be Just, <laughs> all around. I can't imagine they're going to have any kind of respect for basic emission standards and, you know, safety. So there's alcohol which shouldn't be a big deal. It shouldn't be on the list, but it is illegal in Saudi Arabia, you know, the whole Sharia law thing. But they're going to let it slip in the line because they want they want Tourists. Westerners there. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, it sort of happens uh, everywhere in the Arab world anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Pakistan has it. In, in, in any Muslim yeah. country, that's right. You know, you, yeah. you'll find the booze. Uh, these are not too hard to find. In Islamabad, they had cases and cases of beer they they brought in. It was fine. But in the mountain areas, it was homebrew and it was fucking disgusting. They forgot yeah. to carbonate it. It's oh, like a, it was, yeah, it was just flat <laughs> beer. It was disgusting. It'd be almost as bad as some of the shit you drink now. I still fucking drank it. Well, to be fair, I mean, there was some hops in it, which was nice. So, look, this is one of my favorite robot cage fighting. I mean, yeah. we kind of already have that, but that's on the list. We do have that. That's 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 a TV show, isn't it? Yeah, but like I reckon they'll have better ones. You know, Saudi death robots. But that's how they're going to start, though. That's that's you know when they'll get when they get to the robot, you know, they've run ticks through. Well, we've done the genetic modifications, take the steroids. They've gone through all their list and gone. Yeah, let's just do like that TV show. I reckon it's going to be the situation where they've got like the robot maids and like if you put a complaint in, <laughs> like the robot then gets like taken away and gets put into like a fucking That's gladiator right. circle. If, they do, if there are complaints. They I mean, enter complaints into the about circle the robot crying. Maids, they're fighting. Yeah. I'm sorry, mate. And like the winner ends up going on to be like the gladiator champion, but the other one just gets taken away for spare parts. Yeah, that's likely. Security cameras. And not only security cameras, but security cameras on drones. And of course, they will be utilizing facial recognition. So... Doesn't sound, like, doesn't sound like a fun holiday so far, Joel. No. And, of course, the artificial moon, Ooh. which sits up in the non-sky because you're in a fucking cage, which has live streaming capabilities. So you can Ooh. have, I don't know, Nicki Minaj on it or something. I don't fucking know. I, <laughs> I can't even begin to understand what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I presume they've got you know, golf courses and swimming pools and stuff, don't they, Joel? Oh, they have all sorts of ridiculous nonsense, but I'm not so sure about golf courses. They have to be mini golf because it's only 200 meters wide. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can drive. I can drive that far. Yeah. Look, it all does bring to mind the words of the late great PJ O'Rourke, who said of Disney's Epcot Center, you know, the one in Florida, Disney World, that they had done the impossible, created a fantasy vision of the future that was somehow worse than reality. And, and that's, know, that's really kind of where this is going. This does not sound like a fun holiday. No, no. And th- there's a lot of problems with it. And these are issues that I think are more features than bugs as far as the Saudis are concerned. Just wait till they come to the judging glare of Westerners who choose not to live there because it sucks. Well, let's, I mean, look, when we look at the Emirates, I mean, these are major stopping points now for, for travellers between Europe and Asia and Europe and Australia. <clears throat> and and they are absolutely going gangbusters with their shopping malls and hotels and so forth. There's not much to do in the UAE except to shop and surround a swimming pool in a hotel. Yeah, yeah, basically. That's and, and, pretty and, much and how it this goes works. Works. So well, this is kind of it just sort of reminds me of a lot of a lot of the stuff like they've done in Dubai and you know, where it's just it's an aesthetic hell of of, uh, of of goddamn huge skyscrapers and so forth, and people continue to go there. I I I, I don't know why. People, I mean, it's a major aviation stopping point. But if it you is. can avoid it at all, skip straight to uh, skip straight to uh, Singapore or, or or Bangkok or um, you know, it's going to be a lot more fun there. I've been, and all I can say is, when you get off the plane and you've got the chance to buy a beer, take an empty bag and fill it full. Because everything after that is like 20 bucks a schooner and you'll be upset. So grab the beers, put them in your fucking hotel room, get preloaded before everything. So it's not even subsidized by massive oil profits. Oh, dude, the booze situation sucks. So yes, if you go to Dubai, get off the plane, there's a duty-free thing, get all the beer you fucking can. Actually, (laughs) I think it's actually after. Either way. Get all the beer you can. There's a big shop there with a whole bunch of cases. Get it all. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm just going to come in with further advice. Just don't go. Yeah, I just mean, don't go. It <clears throat> yeah, just don't it's go. It's a terrible place. It has got some funny things. Get off at Mumbai. Things. Get off at Bangkok, you know. Yeah, Mumbai, so-so as well. Anyway, so just in case you're wondering about that list of insane things we just talked about, most, if not all of them, don't currently exist. I mean, maybe yeah. fighting robots, as we said, maybe so. But yeah. the things that do, like, not why? Do you really want glow-in-the-dark sand in your life? Oh, I love the way that it synthetically falls between my... What? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jurassic Park? What are you, fucking Clive Palmer? What is wrong with these people? Why? Not, they will be... Clive's probably put in a bid. Like, he I'll, probably I'll, I'll, I can look after you in the dinosaur area. He'll definitely fucking go. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I just don't know why he'd spend money on this. Why are all rich people going straight to dinosaurs? What, do they just revert to some sort of childlike state? It was on a golf course. I mean, get the fucking dinosaurs off the golf course, Clive. It's just embarrassing. They're never going to have the... Or actually, no, they wouldn't have a PGA-style tour there. They might have the LIV games to. there. They, they, they used to. They used to have a, have tours, have, have a pro, pro tournaments on Clive's, uh, Clive's golf course. And, and then the Tyrannosaurus Rex yeah, ruined it, it all. Yeah, it went to hell. He put in the fiberglass <laughs> dinosaurs and it just went to hell. He's a fucking idiot. So, as I say, while alcohol we ter- tolerate in circum- circumstances... The place will still be run under this Islamic law. So it's not to be forgotten that, you know, just because there's going to be a few Heineken sitting in a fridge somewhere, there is still this Sharia law. And the judges will report directly to Muhammad Bill. Yeah, exactly. So this is a guy who clearly values human rights and should be heading the judiciary at all times. Yeah, it's going to be incredibly interesting to see how they deal with tourists. I mean, Saudi Arabia, not unlike the Emirates, is a place that just doesn't have any experience with tourists, and you know there's going to be problems. I mean, the the Saudis are far more extreme, uh, adopt a a far more extreme version of of Sunni Islam than than do the Emirates. And it's just going to be really interesting to see. There's going to be the massive clash of cultures. Oh, totally. So, so what, do, what, do, what do gay couples do when they get there? And they're not going to go for a start, you but don't. What, what are they yeah. going to do? Yeah. Ah, oh, exactly. It's like Qatar with the whole thing of like, you know, Budweiser sponsoring the World Cup until like two weeks before when a couple of ideologues just go, no booze. And yeah. the country capitulates because they're run by them. Yeah, exactly just- right. Uh, well, Saudi's far worse than the UAE. Far oh, yeah. worse. 
oh, this the, the train wreck starts and stops at all stations because this is going to fuck up on so many levels. Also, sorry about the helicopter noises, which you probably hear. I think someone may have escaped from jail because they're circling my fucking house. Anyway, so despite the CEO's best attempt to terrify anyone who dares work on the project, they do, on face value, intend for Neom to attract the best minds in the world. And this is meant to surpass Silicon Valley for technological innovation. <laughs> it's meant to have Hollywood-level film production and have this biotech sector, which, okay, well, it's sort of planning to explore genetic modification to make people stronger, uh, which is creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. But they've still got these plans, right? And where money goes, talent follows. And it's going to be a very interesting, you know, sort of little rabbit hole they're going to go down on that one. As far as the whole balance between law and order and surveillance goes, we're not going to worry about that. It's going to be just fine. Because according to the NEON board, quote, this should be an automated city where we can watch everything, where a computer can notify crimes without having to report them. Or where all citizens can be tracked. That's, so, that's basically that's that's a Salafist view of the world too. So, so Salafic Islam is particularly extreme. So when we talk about crimes, we're not talking about you know a bit of shoplifting. Uh, we're not talking about a bit of even a little bit of drunken disorderly behaviour. You know, any sort of interpersonal stuff would, is just about on the nose under under the Salafis. The, the Salafis were the priests, and the House of Saud basically embraced them in order to. Uh, become yeah. the kings of Saudi Arabia um, yeah. uh, over a hundred years ago. Yeah, and there's a whole Wahhabi thing. Uh, there's a there's a book that's very worth uh, reading, but I can't remember what it's called. So that's unfortunate. Oh, good, but, uh, good, yeah, good there, reference. There's a um, there was a siege of, in Saudi Arabia, um, which uh, in at the siege of Mecca, and it was bad. Anyway, do your own research. So basically, this is the thing. We have a situation where in smart cities there is a trade-off between privacy and security and you have to discuss this. There's like a line and you think, okay, well, what can we give away? What should we keep? How can we toe around this to make it the most just? Ah, don't worry about that. Just have no privacy. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> Any complaints, take it up with your robot maid. Yeah, exactly. They're probably going to shoot you under the instruction of MBS. I mean, that's the one thing, keeping them out of that fucking gladiator circle. So... It's also worth mentioning that a lot of the planning, as mentioned above with this sort of US consultancy firms behind that document, this is coming from Western consultants. So it's not just Saudis who are doing all this crazy shit. There's fucking Yanks, Brits. They're all there getting a fucking chunk of money. Saudi money. Saudi money, but Western crazies because they know that if they say the right thing to MBS, they get a massive contract and they get fucking paid for it. McKinsey are the ones who are up there publishing a document that said they were going to have fucking robot mates. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's not all on Saudi's head. This is embarrassingly cringy. But while all this seems like the brainchild of this human rights champion MBS, I mean, realistically, it's also being crafted by these well-paid Westerners pandering to a fucking madman. Like, that might be a fairly chilling idea when you think about the implications of that, but consultancy firms are fucking vampires. I mean... If you look at the situation that companies like McKinsey are looking at going forward, becoming an expert on building these sort of authoritarian dystopian hellholes, it's a good moneymaker. It's good for business, yeah. It's great for business. I mean, like, you know, what's the problem? Maybe if your consultants will disappear, but that's okay. Easily replaceable, pay off their families. So the Neo Marketing Department is a whole other kettle of fish, and they are doing a shitload of heavy lifting to push this project into a positive line. <laughs> it's either that or El Nassar reaches for the gun again. Exactly. Uh, Don't make elabor- him angry. Elaborate sponsorship deals have been struck, which includes a partnership with McLaren uh, Racing to develop Formula E racing, electric yeah. car racing, Ooh. Yeah. and a four-year deal to become the global major sponsor of the Asian Football Confederation, the AFC, with Neom using sports to soften their image. Ah, yes, this happens a bit. the World Cup. Yeah. This didn't entirely go to plan in the digital space with the proposed sponsorship of the League of Legends European Championship who reversed the sponsorship decision a day after it being announced. Uh, they basically said they refused to take blood money. The AFC, however, seems fine with it. And the AFC is arguably the worst part of FIFA. 
Really? So it's under that FIFA umbrella, yeah. And they're they're not exactly ethical citizens. Super dodgy. Well, they've taken money from fucking Saudis, whereas a bunch of dorks playing video games decided it was a bit too much. I mean, like, look, I will say that esports aren't real sports anyway, so this doesn't fit in with the neon plan to be one of the most physically active places on the planet. That's a quote. Yes, you heard that right, because according to the neon sports director, they are hoping that 75% of inhabitants exercise for at least three hours a week. Mm, sounds like a mandate. Sounds, I mean, it sounds does. like an order. It does a bit. I mean, imagine the Saudi death robots turning up and like, you know, you're under an hour of exercise, John. <laughs> I'm sorry, that hangover is not an excuse. You need to go for a run. You need to go for a run for a long time. Oh, I'm sorry. You need to keep running because while it might only be 200 meters wide, you need to do laps. <laughs> so do, do, do the 170 by 200 meters, do 170 k. Yeah. And if you don't do it in 20 minutes, you're shot on the street. So Saudi soccer has been in the news recently with the Riyadh team, the, the capital of Saudi Arabia, acquiring Cristiano Ronaldo for 213 million US dollars a year on a two-year deal. He's actually worth every cent of it, but that's another thing here. Is he though? Is yeah, he? Two hundred thirteen million. That silly tax free. Money, just, just go. I mean, look, he'll end Come up kicking that four hundred goals for him. <sighs> See, there was a rival club that was reported to be offering Lionel Messi a three hundred million dollar a year deal. He turned that down. And I'm just going to put it out there, possibly for ethical reasons. Well, Lionel, I don't know. Lionel did have uh, uh, did have some tax problems. He was uh, caught up in the uh, in, in the uh, Panama banking scandal. Do you know uh, what fixes tax problems? Three hundred million dollars a year with no yeah, tax. No, on. he 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 did to his credit. He did cough up and say, "Yes, yeah. I will. I will," rep- and has repaid the money. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people in the Panama Papers probably didn't. So blamed his accountants, which is probably right. You know, he's probably, good at soccer. Yeah. He's not good at tax law. No, uh, and uh, and and then did pay did pay Imagine the money back. Imagine if he was good at both, though. What an amazing guy he'd be. <laughs> he just. I don't think people are going to pay a lot of money to watch his accountancy. To be fair, Jeff Tuvey, I believe, was an accountant and a football player, and I think he went into real estate after that, showing that accountancy is second to real estate, and that's that. Yes. So. Uh, and he speaks like this. The marketing yeah, he department. Talk like he talks like that. Doesn't he, he does. I think he's been whacked in the throat. He's only a little guy, so he's yes, been hit I- in the throat many times. Yes, just copping shoulders right in that speech maker. Just so to, yeah, the marketing works. department are also pushing narratives in the mainstream media. And while the articles are tagged as partnerships, you've probably seen this before, with partnership with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, you know, they are simply press releases from the neon PR machine. And you've got like an article in Variety magazine promoting the neon filmmaking space. It's gushing about their accomplishments. And this is a quote from the article, which I fucking loved. They've already hosted huge productions, such as feature film Desert Warrior, the seventh century saga of a female battle chief who persuades Arab tribes to join forces against Persian invaders. Mm, yeah, I mean, if you if you're gonna if you're going to have a production in Saudi Arabia, there's going to be a lot of Desert Warriors. Desert Warrior one, two, three. We're going to have to go all the way up through the Roman. It's a long history. System. There's not a lot. There's not a lot there. I mean, there'll be a lot of green screens stuff i'm sure oh, yeah. oh, they've but got big that, warehouses you better you if you're a screenwriter start 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 putting your your movie in a desert oh yeah absolutely and also if it turns out to be related to the feud between saudi arabia and iran that makes it even more yeah, lucrative more of that later look it sounds a bit progressive with the whole female battle chief until you realize it's designed to pump up the blood feud between the sunnis in saudi arabia and the shias in iran Actual conflict, oh, yeah. a rivalry once referred to as the Middle Eastern Cold War. It's actually not cold; it's hot. Well, it's, I mean, there are proxy. Prox- there are proxy wars all over the place in Yemen, in Libya. Uh, sorry, in in Syria, <coughs> in Iraq. Yes, it's it's just on for young and old all the time. Yeah, yeah. Why can't the Saudis just do something nice for once, Joel? You'd think they'd try, but I mean, well, actually, no, they did try. They did, with the whole rewilding thing, you know, because I read in the UK newspaper, The Independent, it was a sponsored piece from Neom. They're really pushing the whole rewilding thing. It's really, it's a great initiative from the Saudi Green Initiative, which is the organization that paid for the article. And um, 
Apparently, it's a fucking great idea. Well, they basically poisoned the planet, so it's, it was only a matter of time before they went green. Yes, that's it. Yeah, you could just uh, pay us back with a little bit of interest on that one. You've still got the money. So, And look, you've probably seen the ads on Twitter for Neom, which makes yes. a lot of sense considering that one of the major shareholders in Twitter is Saudi Prince Alawid with $1.9 billion tied up in Elon's Twitter Titanic ship. Oh. It's an iceberg. Let's go directly towards it. Oh, Cat Turd 2 told me to. <laughs> Fucking idiot. These ads prompted reporting from ABC on Late Night Live because some fucker intern saw these ads on Twitter and started asking why are there ads for Neom on Twitter? And I think that's a pretty good reason. Yeah, well, it's a pretty good question. They own a lot <laughs> what was of the media, Cubby. Well, I would say probably because Prince Aloide owns a shitload of it and there's no fucking sponsors. <laughs> but is, is he getting sponsored advertising? I mean, basically cut price advertising? I would or is imagine Elon he's charging him the full rate? I, probably I paying the full rate to try and prop up his uh, alien company, but uh, mm. that's a whole other story. Either way, there's incest involved. So now <laughs> you know why Neom sucks. I mean... That's basically the long and short. There's a lot more to it, and I'm sure we haven't reached everything, but fuck, we're not going to be here for three hours. We're not Joe Rogan. So let's just have a quick look at the end because you all came for one reason, to find out why the cookers are upset. I know you all love this. This is what you hold out for. And the reason why, of course, as we said, is their partnership with the World Economic Forum. Boo. It is the least consequential part of the project. It's so fucking meaningless. But... I need to clarify here, and this has been a long time coming, I've been incredibly nice to Klaus and his mates at the WEF. Too nice. Too nice. Too nice. Too nice. It's time to stick the boot in. Because to put it simply, the World Economic Forum supports NEOM because they paid them to support it. There you go. That's it. Like, I have great respect for Klaus Schwab. I actually didn't really know or care who he was until Cooker started screaming about him. But then I did what they refused to do, which is, you know, read his books. Or at least I listened to the audio books, to be fair. But still, I copped fucking hours of that guy. There's the Fourth Industrial Revolution. There's the Great Reset, Stakeholder Capitalism. And it's pretty clear that for all his flaws, he's a clever, considered guy running an organization that seeks to guide the world into an uncertain future and basically ensure the peasants are happy enough and don't eat the rich and the elites. That's kind yeah, of otherwise the, it gets bad. <clears throat> it's kind of the reason why they exist, to be fair. But that's kind of his job. I mean, that's his thing. You get a bunch of rich people together, you tell them how to keep a balance between obscene profits and market control and keeping the proletariat from wanting to dine on your flesh. And this, I mean, Davos probably meant something about 10 years ago, but the sort yeah. of stuff they're, 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 they're going on about now is this kind of perma-crisis. I mean, you know, they're, they're, we're in this sort of state of perpetual crisis. Yeah. It, it, it has to be remembered, and I know not many of our audience are cookers, but cookers seem to think that whatever Davos, whatever is arrived at, whatever is decided at, it's, it's at Davos, it, it becomes, yes, it becomes unbreakable law. But yeah. it's just really a think tank where, you know, elitists jet their way in and jet their way out. Yeah, they make business deals, they chat. Nor are any of its musings prescriptive. You know, they no, don't just, of course. you know, I mean, Anthony Albanese is not just taking notes and going, yeah, yeah we'll do that, you know. Yeah, but if you see like, you know, soft defences in court and things like that, they'll go on about international binding agreements and stuff like that. And no, 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 no. They can be the basis for law, but they are not law until they are, you know, passed in Parliament and given royal assent. So shut the fuck up. But, of course, they yeah, still do well, this anyway. I, I did see Kissinger. Did you see Kissinger? Was it Davos? Well, he actually spoke oh, via satellite to Well, to that'd Davos. be wise because he's probably in a fucking he's incubation 99. chamber. He's 99. He's 99 is Henry Kissinger. And yeah. he flipped on his idea that, um, uh, that uh, Ukraine not join NATO. He's oh, actually really? like, yes, let's 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 get Ukraine in. And this is actually an emerging view <clears throat> by some of the, shall we say, some of the spear chuckers in, in US foreign policy now. Let's get let's get let's make Ukraine NATO a NATO country. And yeah. that that will give them the leverage to negotiate a, a better settlement, which He's will a- mean basically Russians out. Or it, could lead, or it could lead to a global conflagration the world has never seen and leave this planet just a smouldering chip. I've had a great life. So, you know, and to be honest, if it stops me from having an edit an episode, I'll be stoked. If it's just after an edit, I'll be really upset. 
So, look, I'm just going to say straight up, this is better than the option that Tucker Carlson gives, all these other talking heads on Fox News and the other likes and all the conspiracy universe dickheads who are basically, like they like to say that we get Soros checks. They get Mercer checks because they are pushing this support of unfettered capitalism in the face of elites somehow, opposing all these efforts to limit climate change because people who are invested in fossil fuels told them to say that. I mean, look, that is a whole other story. And I'm a bit blue and on when it comes to the reasons why people hate the WEF. I think it is almost definitely due to people like the Mercers, Freedom Works, other various shady influence operations that convince impressionable idiots to not only vote against their interest in elections, but also become obsessively angry at people like Greta Thunberg for spreading awareness about a threat to the profit margin of old money in fossil fuels and other generally conservative bullshit institutions of the USA and their hegemonic control over economics and culture because white man culture is under threat and they're shit scared of it because this challenge by progressive politics is threatening a status quo that they've grown to really enjoy. Now, this absolutely does include the progressive liberal ideas discussed at Davos. Yes, they're elites, but they are progressive elites and the old money conservative guard fucking hates that. And that's why they've told Tucker Carlson to tell you and other cookers that it's evil. All yeah. made up bullshit. All made up bullshit. And it's another podcast. I wouldn't say it was progressive. I wouldn't say it was solely progressive liberal. I mean, yes, it, it's certainly it's views liberal. That way. Free but anyone, liberal. anyone who has Kissinger on the on the menu is is is, is couldn't really consider consider uh, consider progressive. Yeah, look, I I I think that Davos has its place, but it's just it really just it it it, it really doesn't have a lot of influence in the world. It, does, it certainly doesn't have an influence over major corporations. It, uh, it doesn't have a lot of influence over the way people live in, in any real way whatsoever. Yeah, basically, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, this is why it's been so overplayed by these assholes because there's this idea of stakeholder capitalism, this idea that maybe that we're going to start going away from the pure drive of profits into something which is more holistic and includes more of a inclusive kind of mind frame, a mindset for corporations. The idea of that being spread in places like Davos drives crazy old white men insane. This is what Daniel Morrison says all through his medium piece, which you should absolutely check out. Yes, absolutely. I would recommend that. The <clears throat> What I would say is, Joel, do you remember this? It was, it was sort of less than 10 years ago that we were just a sort of ton of op-eds that were saying that Europe was Europe had fallen, Western <sighs> civilization was being pissed on, and that the Islamification of Europe would basically destroy. Does anyone remember this? Because yeah. I remember reading a lot about yeah. this, and and just after you know, in, in the wake of various terror attacks and so forth, and that this was Europe was 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 changing forever, and now you see conservatives. People like Tucker Carlson, for example, are pissing on Europe and saying, yeah, and then backing Russia against Ukraine. I, yeah. I, I just don't understand that. And because it is such a flip. It is such a flip. It's bizarre. They hate America, which is utterly bizarre. They hate the West. They yeah, actually they do. They hate do. The That's West. the difference now. And, 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 you know, I wouldn't call them conservatives. We've been through this about the nomenclature yes, of they're conservatives. Not conservatives no. These are not, people like Tucker Carlson are not conservative at all. They are extreme right wing people and they hate Western civilization they so say, much that they pray for it to be fucking torn down by the Russians. They say that the Taliban is based because of the way they conduct business and their belief structure. That's crazy. I'm sorry, 4chan. You need to stop existing. So, wishful thinking. Getting wishful back thinking, to the WF and Neom's yes, involvement. In sorry it. about that. Had no, to get that off that my was, chest. That was good. I liked it. That that felt good. It feels like a good note to you know almost close on. So Neom has a heavy presence at the 2023 Davos conference, and why? As I said, they just fucking paid for it. Dirty Saudi money gets you a long way. The WEF has always been paid for play. They bring a few kids in. Maybe there's a few fucking university students who get to go to Davos. But at the end of the day, unlike gaming companies and esports leagues, 
they're happy to take fucking blood money. It's obvious because they kind of did, right? This is, of course, after tribesmen have been executed and jailed for refusing to vacate their tribal homelands for the project. This is after widespread reports of unchecked sexual harassment in the Neom workers' camp. This is as migrant workers die undocumented working on these projects, often with their passports confiscated and pay withheld to enforce compliance in dangerous working conditions. Yeah, I mean, if you read Klaus's books, you'll get the image of a guy who genuinely cares about human rights and humanity. The technologies he discusses in his books, they, he considers the rights of people, the responsibilities of the innovators behind them, the organizations that are pushing them to respect these kind of rights and this interplay of people and product and progress. It's actually really interesting and really important. You've got stakeholder capitalism. This is a concept idiots think is a form of cap- communism because Tucker Carlson told them to think that way. He discusses the idea that companies must include everyone impacted by industry from start to finish, you know, paddock to plate. They need to be included in the objective of a company alongside the profit motive, which has driven so many bad decisions and so much sociopathic behavior over the past however many years. When it comes to tribal leaders and migrant workers, you get fucking crickets from Klaus. And that's fucking disgusting because I don't care about the dopey takes that Neom is evil because they align with the WF. You know what? The WF, they're evil for aligning with Neom. That's the fucking problem. For a dollar. For a dollar. For a buck. Not not one, but a lot. And they've Um, already got enough money. They're just selling out blood money for what? Nothing. Disgusting. Now, we talked about geopolitics earlier, and we, we did just want, I just want to briefly touch on this because it is one of the great anomalies of, of, of uh, geopolitics in the world. You have two, two great nations in the Middle East that are, that are basically eyeing each other off. One is the Saudis, a Sunni extremist government, and yeah. the other is in Iran, Shia Islam uh, extremist government. That is probably that is definitely where the tensions will come. It is the likely next great war, certainly in that region. As we said, proxy wars all over the place. But the West has already put all its money on Saudi on, on, on all its chips, if you like, on on the Saudis. Yeah, both terrible, awful regimes, and that. But but it but, and and there is highlights, and there should be highlights of Iran's manifest human rights abuses. But the Saudis just, they just, they just get slapped all the time. Through. They yeah. skate along every time because yeah. they've got money and they buy Western weapons. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly, exactly it. So while Cooker's paranoia about smart cities is mostly made up of fantasist, nonsense and paranoid gibberish, there are concerns about this project that are very, very real. Yes, indeed. It's, it's being built on blood, tribal blood, and it will continue to draw blood in the form of migrant workers who are these aspirational people from Pakistan, Bangladesh, Nepal, trying Silver to send planes. money. Yeah, absolutely. Kenya. Just trying to send money back to their families. Many of them will not return to their home countries, and they or will, may or never will know return why. so broken, so broken, physically broken, physically and possibly economically. We don't know whether they're going to get actually paid. Their passports are confiscated. These people are fucking brutes. That's it's one thing the dire. UAE did stop doing, um, or claimed to have stopped doing. What uh, not paying in, workers in around, <laughs> in around the um, in around the World Cup, uh, but in Saudi Arabia, no, no such. Well. Move. It's been happening all over the Gulf states forever. So there's yes. no reason to believe that Neon be any different. I mean, we did have that moment caring about it, as we just discussed in Qatar for the World Cup. But the topic is exhausting and it's impossible to fix. People tune out very quickly and that's kind of fair enough. I mean, well, I there's only Qatar so long you can brought, brought be awareness upset. of the problem. I think that, that, that it really did bring awareness. I mean, we're able to put a, a fixed number on on the number of the people who laborers who had died in basically constructing the stadia and the hotels and so forth, we're able to put a figure on it, and people were concerned about it. And then we saw some really good soccer, and everyone forgot about it. You're right about that. Yeah. It's tricky like that. And look, I don't expect everyone to live in a perpetual state of like you know combat and depression, but it is one of those things that's definitely still happening, and this is going to ramp that up by a lot if they decide to be exploitative. It's going to be one of the biggest exploitative projects in history i would say but that comes back to klaus and you did not have to take their fucking money i don't care about eating bugs all that's made up bullshit i know you're not that guy 
but you didn't have to take their money. You didn't need to take money from this barbaric vanity project supported by a fucking megalomaniac with too much money and weird ideas of robot maids and fighting fucking ro- Like, why? But he did. He did because he doesn't actually care. So I'm going to say for the first time on this podcast, fuck you, Klaus. Fuck the World Economic Forum for cheerleading for this horrible project that should never have existed in the first place. And you have been listening to the Condition Release Program with your hosts, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunch Moses with a K. We set up a Facebook page. You can find it fairly easily. And if you enjoyed the episode, please share it on social media. I'm sure all of your friends and family are dying to know about Saudi Arabia Giga Project. <laughs> we have a Patreon to help keep this sustainable. It's a labor of love, but we still have to pay the rent. Yes, mine just went up, you motherfuckers. For as little as five, 25 bucks a week, cunts. Anyway, for as little as $5 a month, you have access to all sorts of bonus content, including a bi-weekly bonus episode of all the good shit that didn't make it in the main program. Now, I say bi-weekly because every now and then we don't do it, but realistically, it's weekly. It's a weekly thing. It's a uh, weekly thing. I'll be cracking the whip if Joel tries to bludge his way out of tomorrow's overflow. I'm still tired from France. No. Anyway, we try and make it worth your while because you do... Yes, and, and, we're, and we're going to have Zoom sessions, and we're going to have uh, guests uh, yeah, uh, to join soon. us when we record. This all, it's all, it's all ha- has happened, and will continue to happen. Yeah, and finally, all feedback, yeah. tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. It's got a the in front of it. it we would love to hear from you, even if you are planning to send me in a crate to Neom, where I'm meant to roam around eating sand and running into mirrors. I'll probably, I'll probably be murdered by by a robot maid. You probably and, will. Please don't. Anyway, footy preseason starts soon. You know. Yes, you, so you do you have go. commitments. You've got you've got plans. You've got, I've plans. got plans. Thanks, listeners. See you. See ya. See you guys. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me, you guys are bastards. <laughs> <laughs>